Uh, we'll continue the progression today. It's a little bit more tempo down for us today. Been fourth day. Uh, this is the same schedule we've used throughout the week for the Kansas City week. Worked out well for us in terms of having the guys fresh and ready to go. So, you know, we'll fly down obviously tomorrow, but today we'll kind of spit on some things up and go through some adjustments, corrections as a team. But where, uh, Logan, where, where are we with him? You guys, right now we're placing him on COVID IR. I'd say, you know, when you're on that, obviously you can't play. Is there a small chance that he could still test out and be available? There is. We're preparing for all the situation of not being available, as well as if he turns around at the last minute and he is, we'll prepare for that as well. Does that include, you know, like a standby ticket to Tampa on Monday morning? It would. It absolutely would. Yeah, so if he, you know, clears as late as young Monday morning, we'll get him down there and have him ready to play. So all he has to do is test twice negative in a 24-hour span, correct? Uh, he needs two negative tests, uh, two consecutive negative tests within a uh, – yeah, within a span right there. I believe it's a little bit over 24. 24 yeah, so yeah so 24 apart. So that would uh, go through all next week too, right? Like uh, talking that about would, the yes. Eagles game. So the testing would continue all the way through next week as well. Is he asymptomatic? I'm not going to go into the specifics of any player's illness, just so I don't have to sit here and break down for each guy individually. Um, obviously, if there were symptoms for any player, you know, put him in a different category. What's the, the impact if he can't play? Because I mean, I know you're next man up, but like he does stuff that isn't just the way he plays between the snaps, with all the disguising, especially against a guy like Brady. Just what's the impact? Can you can Julian duplicate that? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we work on between Jules and Zay and those guys right now, and Jr. and different guys playing the safety position for us. You know, they prepare every day for that. So again, we talk all the time, but we don't lose any of our players. However, when we do, we have to be prepared for the next man to step up and execute accordingly. And these guys prepare hard. So Jules, Zay, Jr. All the DBs have been getting together, a little bit extra, working on communication and make sure we're on the same page. Had a good day of practice yesterday. We'll go out here today, have some teaching periods built in, as well as have some, you know, correction periods, make sure we're ironed on anything we had issues with. Logan, uh, Logan's still working virtually with the with the room? He's been in virtual meetings, yeah, and then obviously he can't be out here with us in the facility. Are you planning to uh, activate Andrew? Thomas, we're going to see how he comes through and see how it looks right here. I'd say, you know, yesterday was a good day for him. Uh, we're going to see how it comes out today and really how the next couple days go right here. We do have a, you know, more of a window right now to see where he's at. Um, you know, I'd say the next 48 hours will be big, not just in seeing how he came out of yesterday's practice, but also, you know, how his body's recovering and how we think he's going to be able to go out there and repeat and sustain for a duration of time on Monday night. So seeing how his body reacts the last couple of days will be big for us the next couple of days. What are your expectations uh, for Saquon, the possibility of him playing on Monday? He's actually in the same boat as Andrew right there in terms of having a good week of practice, trending the right way and really progressing for us. The next 48 hours will be big in terms of seeing you know, how his body responds and what we think it'll look like for Monday night. If I'm not mistaken, Trent Harris is out of elevations. So will you guys sign him to the roster? Because he's had a pretty big uh, game day role. There's a possibility. We have a number of guys. That we have some open roster spots right now. There's a number of guys who have made contributions for us. Uh, different positions from the practice squad. So we're, you know, evaluating a lot of things based on different players' health right now at different positions. And uh, we'll make those final decisions. Being a Monday night game gives you some more flex time to go up to Monday and make those. You carried two of the 53 guys the last couple of weeks. Is that, like, cap-related? Were you just saving a few bucks? I mean, what's the thought process between not just filling all 53? A lot of times there's just, you know, the opportunity to flex guys back up, you know, in terms of going to get them off a window. Um, other times we have more opportunities to flex guys up off the practice squad, so it's not a necessity to necessarily put somebody on the roster. Uh, there's been different reasons for all of them right there. Is Lorenzo uh, back in the building yet? He is not. No, he is not. Um, we're checking on him, you know, in terms of how he's feeling today and see where that progresses to. Is Ellerson 
So no Lorenzo, maybe no Trent Harris. Is Allerson ready to play? He played special teams. Is he ready to contribute at outside linebacker? Well, he's been working hard making progress. So we're pleased the way he's working and getting out there. You know, obviously there's some guys that are a little bit older with some more experience, uh, but we do like the way he's progressing right now. You know, it was unfortunate this guy missed a significant amount of time to go through training camp with us. You know, missed the first part of the season being with the team. But in the last few weeks being out there, I think last week was really big for him. And there's a couple of practices we had with the younger guys, getting out there and get some extra coaching, extra technique work, and some extra competitive situations. You know, you've seen him grow in just that short period of time. So we'll see how it progresses going on Monday night. Do you have any uh, stories about what it was like being behind the scenes with Rob Gronkowski for such a long time? He's obviously such a unique uh, personality. I'm sure you interact with him quite a bit. Yeah, actually, I got a lot of stories. Um, I'm not going to share a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I think the thing about Rob that, you know, kind of goes unnoticed is, you know, this guy is, he's really an extremely hard worker. And, you know, he really does prepare the right way. And the way this guy takes care of his body, the way he prepares on the field. Uh, you know, I know there was a lot made earlier this year, some comment about talking about watching tape. Like, look, I, I know Rob's prepared for games. I've, I've been in there with him. This guy does study. This guy does prepare. He does work. Um, he's a great teammate. He's a great teammate. And, you know, everyone's got the other side. They can let their hair down a little bit. Uh, I think the thing that people miss on Rob is, you know, when he walks in the door, how much business it really is. And he really comes to work every day. So a lot of fun with Rob. Uh, a lot of great memories with him. Uh, wishing the best of luck. But we're going to compete against him this week. So you're, you're obviously expecting him to play and when if he, if he does, what does what? How much does he change the look of their offense? Well, I think we have to anticipate the possibility based on him practicing this week with the team and being a full participant the last couple of days. So that's something we have to look at as coaches and say, okay, what's it going to do? How's it going to alter? And then the first thing you start with a guy like Rob is, okay, situationally, where's it going to impact the offense? How are they going to use him in the red area? How can you use him on third down? How's it going to be a factor in two minute? What do we think they're going to do with this guy? Maybe coming off injury, different than when you know earlier in the season when he was healthy. We have to factor in all those things right there. But I'd say just in terms of you know, his relationship with the quarterback down there is obviously very unique. There's a lot of experience between those two. They've made a lot of big plays throughout the years. It's obviously, if you've got that kind of relationship with the receiver, you can expect in critical moments to see those guys be targets. Joe, we've, just, we've seen him in the building a little bit. Nick Gates, you know, he's sort of been out of sight, out of mind for a while. How, how is he doing? Um, you know, you, you had a pretty dire forecast for him last we spoke to you about him I think you know have you seen any improvement is it too soon to know what his future holds well I know he's working hard and doing anything the doctors and medical staff ask of him uh, you know he's really started getting back into meetings with us and for a while he was really limited in how much he could be around you know in the building around other players things of that nature while some of his you know was healing up but he's at a point now where he comes in he's got his rehab schedule obviously with the trainers but then also throughout the day, he's in our squad meetings, he's in the offensive install meetings, he's active with the offensive linemen, going through the mental and the communication. And I'd say, you know, look, whether it's, whether it's Nick, Pep, you know, Pep just had his surgery, Blake Martinez, you know, these guys who are critical parts with Shane Lemieux, he's another guy that's in that mix too. These are really big time leaders for us, you know, and these are guys that are, you know, foundational pieces for us in this program. And these are guys that have done a good job on the field for us, but the thing that you don't always see is how involved and connected they stay off the field. You know, we had a captain's meeting this morning. I actually brought in, you know, a bigger group today of, you know, different guys from different leadership aspects of the team, talked to them, you know, and there's, you know, Nate Edmund and Blake sitting right there at the first two seats. And you see those two guys right there. And, you know, when they're full go, you know, they're obviously on and off the field impact. When they're not full go, then these are guys that still have impact throughout the locker room in terms of staying engaged and keeping guys moving mentally. Then also keeping guys on the right track in terms of how we're thinking as a team. Um, these guys have done a great job for us. 
you know, having Nick in the meeting rooms, you, know, you always notice the eyes looking back at you. Nick's got a very distinct look on his face when you're talking. You know, he's a guy that wears his emotions on his sleeve, so you can see as you're talking, you can tell right away, you know, how receptive he is, how he in tune he is with different things. And it's always positive having Nick in the meeting room. Joe, I forgot to ask you one point. Dante Pettis, uh, I believe he had surgery, I don't know, during the bye week or, yeah. or somewhere around there. Uh, what exactly did he have, and is there a chance he comes back this year? So it looks like he won't be returning this year. It was a shoulder. Um, I'm not going to go into all the specifics of that stuff in terms of, you know, extremely what it was. Uh, you know, I'd say Dante's a guy that worked extremely hard for us, made some impact for us. It was a shame to lose him. Um, he's in there rehabbing right now, getting healthy. I think the biggest, you know, thing for him in the future is get healthy and be ready to, you know, contribute and compete for us as well.